Welcome back to the Down and Chat Podcast. This is Dan. And I'm Martin. And this is a podcast where two woke-ass intellectuals do deep dives on a variety of topics, from exploring our perceptions on society to random stuff we watch on the interwebs. And this week, we are talking about uh, being born alone being born alone and dying alone. So that's an interesting topic. Ooh. Did you come up with this one? Or did I come up with this one? I think it was me. We had a little chat about philosoph- uh, philosophy and existentialism. Um, what? How would you want to go? Like, what was, what's the last thing you like want to be doing? Ideally, you know, obviously not on your deathbed, <laughs> dying miserably of cancer. Um, yeah. But what would your like? What would you like Honestly. to be doing on your like last few moments? Okay, so I, I have two very opposing trains of thought on this. Okay, one go. is. I'll start with my boring answer, which is the the cliche classic answer. You know, maybe you're dying with some family with you, your loved ones, you're comfortable in your home. Yeah. Something like that. I think that'd be kind of nice going peacefully into like the sleep, the long sleep. Yeah. If you will. Mm-hmm. That's my boring answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, my more exciting answer is like, all right, if I'm going to die, mm-hmm. I want to do some dangerous shit and some really crazy shit that normally I wouldn't want to do because... I don't want to die. So I'm like, what would that be? Maybe I'll get like doped up, like out of my mind on crack or whatever, and then go skydiving while doing it. That's how you want to go. Uh, And so I'll probably die, (laughs) but I'll have the most exhilarating sensation that, that maybe not that many people get to experience because of fear of death. But if I'm gonna die anyways, so you'd want to be high out of your mind in midair, where yeah, I just you... want the most mind blowing, exhilarating, potentially dangerous sensation. Like, <laughs> you might not give even... some, get you some, not... go out with a bang, you know, get some thrill out of my my life before I go. You might not even be able to pull the cord before you like you know hit the ground. You're gonna just well, be I'm, like, oh, I'm gonna die. That's that's fine. You're gonna sploot, and it's like that's it. You're over. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of a journey. I'll be like, woo. <laughs> yeah, you know, it reminds me of a time where um, I was on a trip to Costa Rica, and part of the trip was that uh, we got to zip line across mountains, and that's like hyper scary because you're literally like thousands of feet. That sounds bomb. I want to do that. It's great. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I I do it again, but like it's just crazy. Of ex- it's like it's insane because yeah. you're like you're literally hooked onto this rope that at any point could snap on you, <laughs> and like. You know, you'd fall to your death. Essentially, there's nothing you can do about it because you're like you know suspended midair. Uh, but it's really cool because then you're you're traveling between mountains and like you're kind of yeah. flying between like forest area and like it's it's wild, it's great. Yeah. But how that, what that reminds me of is that there's this grandpa, and he's like really he's like probably six years old at the time, yeah. and he was pretty badass. He had this like you know this GoPro in a Ziploc bag. But right. he didn't have the the accessory to attach to his head or belt or anything. He kept okay. it in a Ziploc bag and he held it with his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's so risky. What the hell? Yeah. You open your jaw. There he goes. No, my, this guy was like bonkers. He like had it in his mouth and he just like, he went ziplined with it. And then it's just like, I'm looking at him like, what the heck? <laughs> he kept, <laughs> it worked. He had, he had the footage. But like, that's crazy that... He did it. I don't think I would have the jaw strength to just ensure that, or at least I wouldn't have the confidence that I had the jaw strength to uh, no. keep that in my mouth. There's no way. Yeah, no, no. I would, I would just rather find some like rope or string and just tie it to my, I don't know, my my chest or my arm or something. Even <laughs> that, would def- I would, I would doubt the integrity of my knots. It's like, is it even good enough? Is it gonna <laughs> fly off at any second? Am I gonna lose a few hundred bucks? <laughs> those are my, that's my thought process going through that uh, for my answer in terms of what I would want to be doing yeah. before my death it's like honestly chilling on a bed and eating Oreos like I love Oreos <laughs> in fact I like eating Oreos I was eating Oreos rather right before this podcast and <laughs> yeah I love Oreos they're like, they're like my crack it's ridiculous I can like down a whole like family size pack in a sitting <laughs> I like um, Oreos, but I don't think as much as you. <laughs> what? Oreos so good. Okay, how how do you good? Firstly, how do you eat your Oreos? There's only one right answer. Uh, I like it with milk. I do the twist, Dunkin' milk. Like what? Well, you no, no, sorry, sorry. There's there's two ways I should say. Okay. Sometimes I do the twist, like I twist it open so that they're thinner, 
yeah. dip it in milk. I'll have a glass of milk. Okay, okay. And, and then eat it. How do you deal with the cream? Do you dip the, the cream in the milk as well? Yeah. So when you twist, right? Typically, the cream sticks on one either one of the cookies. Yeah. yeah. So I would dip one and then dip to dip the other. So yes. Oh yeah, that's not the right way. <laughs> nah. Yeah, I, it's fine. You 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 twist it open. That part's yeah. correct, and then you lick the cream off, and then you have yeah, the no, see, separately. No. Why? What do you mean? Because that's the only when you way the cream to off, have it. And you just get sugar on your on your tongue, and if it not all of it comes off, then you just make it like all damp and nasty. No, but you, you gotta. You, there's a technique to it. You know, you gotta enjoy the creamy sugarness and the crispiness of the cookie. Oh no, too sweet. Too sweet on its own. You know what though? At least you're like remotely on the same same like <laughs> tangent as me. People who just bite into a cookie like monsters. Who are no. you? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Like, if I'm going to bite into it, I'd still dip it in milk first. Uh, I don't know. Just biting into it, you just lose out on so much of the experience. Like, an Oreo cookie is truly a multifaceted cookie. Like, there's... <laughs> <laughs> I was actually, like, watching a video the other day on Oreos, and it's, I think it was called The Dark History of Oreos. Uh, okay. And I was saying how the history of Oreos is actually from... It's actually a knockoff of another cookie. And the original cookie, I forget its name... Okay. But it's it sounded something medicinal, right? It's supposed to, it sounded kind of I forget what it's okay. called. I need to look it up. But yeah, it was, it was the Oreo was originally a bootleg brand. It's not the original, even though we refer to it as the the original when there are like you know cream uh, cream cookie sandwiches. Yeah, I mean I could definitely see that. It's I mean it's not a complicated idea, <laughs> right? Wow, but there's Two cookies with cream. I don't know. The Oreos so good though, and like when it came down to it, was just marketing. Oreos were just so much better at marketing than the other cookies. Honestly, no, I would agree. I'm pretty sure that's with actually a lot of lot of companies and products like that we know are very popular today. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty yeah. sure that they they built it off the back of some other company, right? That they just outperformed, outmarketed, out whatever. Yeah, um, I, totally. I mean, just thinking about our childhood, right? Pokemon Digimon. Pokemon was just advertised way, way, way better. and But they were considered like rival competitors in their prime. Yeah. Mm. For sure, for sure. Okay. So I actually wanted to... Well, dive, I, think we're, I, think that, I think that's enough cookie talk. But I do want to start today <laughs> with an activity, as always. And today's activity is really simple. It's similar to our pre- one activity we did in the past, which I think involved a toy box. But it's been officially one year since COVID started, or at least more than a year now, like a little bit over a year. More now, yeah. Or at least COVID lockdowns is more precise, is what I mean. For right. us, yeah. For, for us. Sure so our COVID lockdowns was March of 2020. As a recording, we're sitting at April of 2021. So we're about a year and a smidge uh, since COVID lockdowns first started. So it's been a year of a lot of sitting at home, a lot of just doing indoor activities, but it was also a time of a lot of reflection, especially for myself. I don't know about you, but I just found that I did a lot more thinking, uh, a lot more self-reflection, and, you know, it was a lot of self-growth as well. What do you think? How was your, like, year? Yeah, for sure. Definitely a lot of reflecting. I mean, without so many distractions, like in your day-to-day hustle bustle, uh, going out and meeting your friends, I did find that I spent more time either with my own thoughts by myself or even, you know what, even choosing to be alone. Sometimes already alone, I'm like, yeah, I'm okay by myself right now. I can I can keep this going for a little bit. And yeah. kind of just looking at where I was at in terms of my life, my career, and and where I want to be and that sort of thing. So for sure, definitely a lot more self-reflection. Mm. Do you ever like, do you, during this time, do you reflect on, say, like your relationship with, say, like, you know, uh, others, whether it's like a personal partner or friends, etc.? Absolutely. I thought a lot about, yes, definitely my relationship with my friends, like yourself and some of the others, uh, like other mutual friends that we share. Mm-hmm. I definitely had thoughts or thoughts and feelings and, and reflections on my romantic life, so to speak. Mm. I mean, obviously it's during COVID, it's a lot harder to date. Mm. Um, but I did think about like where I wanted to be with that kind of uh, person I wanted in a partner or what kind of personality traits and qualities I would look for in a partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially, 
going back to being old yeah like where am i at and where do i want to be in terms of like relationship status yeah we are both yeah we're (laughs) almost 30 we're both asian and as with uh i don't know maybe many asians can relate there's certain expectations of when things happen Mm -hmm. depending on how traditional like your parents are and your family is yeah Uh, sometimes it's more strict sometimes it's more lax yeah um, I'm fortunate enough that my parents are relatively lax about it, but that's not to say it's it's the same for everybody. Right. Yeah. I mean, do your folks even ask you, hey, Martin, when are you going to get married? Uh, no. So nothing, nothing ever that forward. Right. But they'll be like, oh, so like, you know, are you talking with any girls or are you, are you talking with anybody or seeing anybody? That, that kind of question. So the, the, they try to be more subtle. Right. It's almost funny because they're they're not very subtle. They're not very tactful <laughs> people in their in the way they speak. But yeah. I, I I get the sense that they're trying to be. Um, okay. So yeah. Okay. I dig it. So yeah. I guess like even as we're getting older, it's it's much harder to like whether it's a relationship, friendships, etc. Once you get out of that university stage or that out of school stage. It yeah. becomes exponentially harder to make friends, right? Or just um, meet people in general. Yeah, meet people. Some, yeah. Keep, well, a keep, make new meet new people, make friends with people you do meet. Yeah. And retaining friendships after that, right? These are all like ongoing challenges because we grow in different pathways. People grow and have different philosophies than yourself, and they start distancing themselves because they say they can't jive or vibe with your 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 beliefs and values and how you do things. And that's okay, right? Because you all grow in different ways, and that's that's absolutely okay. So if you can't if you don't work with what I have to offer, then or where where I stand, that's cool. You know, we you do you, and I do I, right? Uh, But you know, when we present ourselves to the world, we advertise ourselves, whether through a dating app, LinkedIn, or other media platforms, we usually put the, our best selves out there, as you should, right? Why would you sell yourself for less? Yeah. But, but, if you could advertise a warning label for yourself to, for those who are trying to get to know you as a friend, <laughs> a coworker, right? Just That's for, a pretty smooth segue. Right? You just I'll ruined my segue. <laughs> I'm calling it out, but I, I, I like it. I like it. Anyway, we'll cut this out. Well, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll keep it in just, as, just so people know you're calling me out. <laughs> but if you could, like, put a, like a warning label for people trying to get to know you, understand you better, what would your warning label be so that they know that this is kind of one facet of your personality that's kind of like core to you? Do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? Are you saying only one? You can be or, you can be a couple. You can be a couple. You can be a couple. But okay. if you have like one dominant one, go with that one. Oh. It could be two or three. It's up to you. Okay. Think about it though. If you need a minute to think about it. I have I have two that come to mind right from the get go. Okay. Do you want to start with that and then I'll do mine? Uh, and if you want to add on afterwards, we can. Yeah. Okay. So mine would be without without I guess like phrasing it very creatively. Just be crude um, about it. It's all good. Yeah, mine would be slow to warm. I'm slow, <laughs> slow to warm to people. And bad texter. Bad texter. Uh, yeah. That that's something that I'm You're not that's that I guess bad. recently come up more. Okay, okay, so as you know, we're stuck in COVID. Yeah. I've talked with other people, like other folks, and yeah. they're better at texting. When I say texting, I just mean also messaging, whether sure. it's through whatever platform of your choice, WhatsApp. Facebook Messenger or whatever, um, they're able to keep in touch with their friends more. Right? Sure. They'll message, they'll have like one friend group from undergrad and another friend group from high school and then maybe a work group friend or whatever, right? Right. And they're better at keeping up with it. Uh, I am not. So <laughs> there will be maybe a full day before I check a certain group or message. Mm. And they're like, man, Martin, you're always so late to the conversation. Because <laughs> by the time I check, there's like, 50 messages later and then I comment something from 50 messages ago and they're like wow so slow and I'm like yeah yeah I'm not I'm not one of those people who are like married to my phone okay. uh, I mean I, I I use it and like it as much as any other millennial of this generation sure. but yeah I try to keep my mind and, and my perspective more in the now than mm. to my phone mm. um, and this is my my 
grandpa self coming out again. Yeah. What do you mean by slow to warm? Like, what slow can you expand on that? Warm. Yeah, uh, I would consider myself someone who is. I'm not gonna say shy in the t- well. You know what? I would consider myself as a shy person in sure. general, but more to that, it's it's I don't open up very quickly. I guess so. If I meet someone new, let's say I met you, uh, Dan, for the sure. first time, sure, I might not joke with you as much right away. Okay, like I'll throw a few jokes here and there, and we'll, we'll chat. But uh, I definitely would not hang out with you one on one right away. Mm. I'd probably hang out with you only in the context of like a group uh, event. Sure. That sort of thing. And then it'll be over time when I kind of get the vibe of who you are and what kind of person you are. Mm. Um, then maybe I'll start opening up more slowly. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It makes sense. On a note of you replying late. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't necessarily <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. You're a bad text that you reply slow. Yeah. But we all have things that we need to do, you know, especially if you're getting yeah. older and just because you spend, you prioritize other things first. I don't think that's like a negative trait, but it is good to know, right? As someone who's trying to get to know you, I think that is a good fact to know. Yeah. Uh, for myself, a trait that I think people should know about me or like at least gain, like if you want to get to know me on a more personal level is that I'm like brutally blunt. And <laughs> <laughs> Like sometimes, un- like it's completely unfiltered sometimes with things I say. Yeah, right. Mark can attest to that. Right. Yes. <laughs> Although I would say I've met people worse than you. Yeah, but like I try to be tactful, <laughs> even if I'm like yeah. trying. If I'm blunt, I try to be tactful. So I think that's a difference there. Okay. Mm. But the thing is, is that it's a double-edged sword, right? So if you're doing something that's annoying me, or something I'm funny off, I'm probably gonna call you out on it. If you're gonna put something to the world I'm probably if I don't necessarily you know if it's, if it's something that doesn't rub, rub me the right way I'm probably call you out on it and with that that comes to a territory of that might that might hurt your ego it might be an insecurity of yours but it comes into my, into my territory because I just want everything on the table for the get go I don't as much as possible I try to avoid the whole I'm gonna dance around this I'm I'm not hmm. I'm not I'm not into the I'm not really into the playing of games Eating. right yeah. playing Eating games manipulation to get what I want yeah. right I don't beat around the bush as much I'm very like very forward on a table if I want to ask you a question if it's something that's just like you know like why are you doing that I'm gonna ask you that right away right and I can see how that may be abrasive to a lot of people right it's like for example mm-hmm. it's like like you're I know you're tra- for example like if you're someone who's actively been telling me yo i'm trying to lose weight man i'm uh you know i'm 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 working out more i'm you know i'm trying to make this work i'm trying to lose 20 pounds at the end of the year you're telling me this every single week but i see you you know every day every night you're eating, eating like t- eating cookies <laughs> chips i'm like my guy i thought you're trying to lose weight why are you trying to eat why are you eating so many chips <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and that might be an area of sensitivity for you right in the sense yeah. that wow my weight's like uh, like insecurity for me how dare you call me out right yeah but that's just territory that you have to tread with when you're kind of getting into like getting in bed with me not in a sexual way but like getting in bed with me in the like, damn dan i didn't I know don't... you were inviting so many people to you, wow, Have you come to a, like a, there, there's a lot of surface area are you joining me uh no i never said that <laughs> wow this guy turning people I'm... down down like from the get-go terrible no, no. I was simply noting noting your uh, your openness to exper- new experiences. <laughs> wow, are you open to new experiences? Yes, but not of that nature. Wow. <laughs> not of the nature you're referring to. This guy, awful. <laughs> Anyways, so what do you think of that? I think that's interesting. I do agree with the double-edged sword bit, and from what I know of you, Dan. All right, obviously it's subjective to my own. Um, sure dealings and experiences with you you haven't been so abrasive or so forward that it's that's offending you might call someone out on the shit mm-hmm. but i'm like i mean as friends i think we do that to each other a lot uh, mm. right you do try i do know that you try to be tactful and i say that because i know people who are more forward and more blunt and more <laughs> abrasive and not tactful <laughs> 
my mom being one of them. Like, yeah, like at a mall. I, I remember this one that obviously pre-COVID, but sure, at a mall. Sure, sure, sure. Um, she was, uh, and I only heard this from my sister. So sure. my mom and my sister were at a store. I don't remember what clothing store. Okay. Um, and they saw one person. Uh, who wanted to try out a sweater? Yeah. And so what she did was, she, um, she took off her. Well, she was wearing two layers. She was wearing a shirt underneath, but she took off her outer layer to yeah. try on the sweater and put it on. Okay. And then as my mom saw her doing that, she was like, oh, "Excuse me, what? Are, uh, uh, why are you doing that? Like, she doesn't work at the store though, right? Because she's, <laughs> she's, she's shopping there. Yeah. She's like, "Why are you doing that? It's like, oh, did you know that's very unhygienic, right? Because she noted that the person was like hot and kind of sweaty. It was, it was a summer day." Yikes. It's like, like, you know, you're sweaty, you're hot, and you're trying on another sweater that you're going to get sweat on. And yeah. she just told that to a random stranger. <laughs> and then my sister's like, what, Ma, what are you doing? Uh, and they told me afterwards. I laughed. I died so hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, granted, that was like many years ago, maybe like five years ago. I don't know if she's still. I, I would doubt that she's like that now, but there was a time when she was. That's hilarious. I love that. Like... <laughs> So you're definitely by and far not the worst. But yeah, I, I, you know, I think in this day and age where there's so many games being played, there's so much lack of good communication sure. given the amount of social media. And yes, I'm saying social media is not good communication sure, uh, for many reasons that we can get into maybe another time. Right. Um, I think it helps to kind of counterbalance them right. by being a little bit, maybe a little bit more forward. Right. Like personally, I hate beating around the bush too. I'm playing games. It's just, it's just put it out there, man. You know, it's just so unnecessary. Like if you really want to connect with someone, right. Yeah. If you don't want to, if you don't give a shit about the person, then yeah, you know, just make your small talk uh, and, and your, your fake your false compliments and then just get over with. Fine. <laughs> but, but like, if you actually really want to get to notice someone, yeah. then yeah, I, I think there's a trend, at least that I'm noticing that this is becoming more and more, beneficial right. in today's age um, especially yeah. more so because of COVID yeah interpersonal relationships and skills are like it's a dying art you know especially in so person hard. right definitely it's Absolutely. like folks are unable to have a conversation with you without getting like super offended super you know yeah, triggered like, it, I think I think nowadays people are so used to being able to hide, be, hide behind the mask or wall of social media yeah. that they can set up filters and, and barriers for themselves. They can't get real with people. Yeah. I mean, right? it's also like tri- they triple check their wall of text they send you afterwards, you know, if they want right. to talk to you, but they can't say it to your face or like even over a voice call, you know, they send you a long thing. And it's like, you know, I'm here. I'm a phone call away. <laughs> I'm here to have this conversation with you. If you can't say it to me, I have no respect. Oh, sorry. That's not true. I just do have respect for you, but it's like, I have much less respect for you. <laughs> right. It's like, if you have something to say, just hit me up, say, Hey, can we talk about this? Let's like, let's call. And let's, let's, or let's, let's go on like a voice calling app, like discord or whatever. Yeah. Let's, let's chat. No problem. But when you're like, you know, giving, if you're trying to, talk over a situation that's like over text like this like yay, yay long text it's like firstly do you don't want to <laughs> deal with that kind of scenario anyway just because tone and emotion is completely it can be interpreted in so many ways over it's just not there yeah right it's it's so it's like ah uh, <laughs> it's uh it's a dying art it truly is like talking yes. in person and like it's even worse in a, in a younger generation right where they're grown with um, technology from you know from from the age of a toddler whereas for us we grew into the age i guess of technology if that makes sense where we didn't get it when we were like super young but we got it probably around our teenage years where we kind of socialized already yep. as toddlers so that like technology has helped with it but we have the social skills to talk to each other yes we weren't grown in an environment where right. the expectation and the primary method of communication is emojis and 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 slang <laughs> and acronyms and text form right yeah uh, exactly. they say yeah they say like 70 percent of communication 
is nonverbal, mm-hmm. as in not the words. And in a text message, what do you get? Only words. So yeah. you're literally missing the other 70%, which is body language, yeah. tone of voice, and tone as in like the audio tone of my voice. Yeah. Facial expressions, right? Yeah. All of that gone. Totally. And I would, you know, I'm talking about the younger generation, but even people from our age, people who are older than us. Oh, yeah. Right. I worked with and like I've interacted with plenty of them. And honestly, communication is not that far off. Even though folks didn't grow up with technology, like communication is an ongoing area that seems to be a rarity in a society. Yeah. And like, I'm not sure if it's just if it's because that their communication skills are actually that poor or that their communication isn't compatible with me. Right. I'm going to consider both sides of things. Right. I'm not just going to put, throw them under a bus. Maybe we're just not compatible. That's okay. But I just find that folks are unable to, at least a, a lot of folks that I tend to interact with outside of friend circles, of course, that, or even in our friend circles, actually, that they're not able to communicate well, or they're afraid to open that line of communication. Yeah, I, f- I feel like there's a general trend of avoidance, of avoidance of, of more face-to-face kind of communication. Mm-hmm. And I think there's many, many reasons for this, uh, maybe uh, partially because it's so easy to hide away yeah. uh, in text, in your phones, and whatever app. But like at the same time, I feel like me, myself, I- I've noticed this in myself. So in my COVID self-reflection, Sometimes I choose because I'm lazy and I don't want to deal with it. I choose to just send a message instead. And Mm -hmm. I catch myself. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm such a hypocrite (laughs) because this is the exact type of shit that I hate. But here I find myself doing it. And I think it's just it's too easy not to go back on our previous episode. But when we talked about the social dilemma, I remember there was one quote uh, and I can't remember it verbatim. Sure. But it was... Uh, about technology wins when it overcomes not human strength, but human weakness. Mm. And I would definitely say that humanity, society, people are its own greatest weakness. Yeah, We are a deeply flawed, a very, very selfish species, a very emotional, irrational species. Right. Uh, and we act on things. Uh, we're also very lazy. We act on whatever is easiest to do at the time, uh, lacking long-term thinking and Mm -hmm. consideration of long-term impact. So not to entirely blame social media, because I think the intent of of this type of communication was good. It just took people just not too long even to take advantage of it and exploit each other's human weakness. Mm -hmm. Mm. Would love to bring phone calls back. That should be a thing. People... Listeners, phone calls are like <laughs> listeners. Please don't don't feel awkward when someone calls you. Don't be afraid. It's okay. It's just another human being and another human voice. Yeah, let's bring it back. Yeah, you should uh, you should embrace that when I call you, Martin. With the exception of Dan, because his calls are actually scary. <laughs> what? How dare you? You take that back right now. <laughs> I called um, Martin one time, and he's like, "Hello." It was so out of the blue that it actually like I actually I was actually shocked. I'm like I actually thought someone was, something was wrong because he's never called me before. Wow. But moving forward, now I know. I'm just gonna call you on a weekly basis. Yo, what's up, dog? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you could, but I think what's gonna end up happening is I'm like, oh, it's just Dan again, and call just just block and. <laughs> What a guy. Awful. I'll, I'll send him a message. I'll be a hypocrite and be like, yeah, what's up, Dan? <laughs> what a bastard. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So, you know, this ties in really well with one of our topics that I want to talk about today, which is parasocial relationships. Hmm. So, we're steering away from, I find, that we're not developing, like, intimate relationships with people around us, but rather we're building these parasocial relationships with people that we kind of align with if that's the right word online or that we yeah so for those of of us uh who don't know what parasocial relationships are can you give us a brief run over sure so a parasocial relationship is when you feel like your friends 
or you're close with someone online or at least another person that you've kind of interacted with or at least uh, are part of the viewership of an online community for a single YouTuber or even an anime character in some scenarios, right? Whether that's um, PewDiePie, Markiplier, etc. Mm-hmm. Or for anime people, they might be like Naruto, Sasuke, etc. You know, you favorite anime character. Exactly. Right. We have this culture, or it's even like the um, what are those live? What are those live hollow hollow live girls called now? They're virtual VTubers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people develop these relationships with these people, um, even on Snapchat, Instagram, people, people or even again celebrities as well, right? Because you follow them, you're you buy their merch, you've watched all their content, content, media, bought merchants with them. You feel like you have this very close relationship with them, when yeah. in reality you don't. So folks, and it's become a trend, right, where people will spend like lots and lots and lots of money and cash. And time and effort dedicated to this one person. It's like almost idol. It's idolizing and worshiping people. Ominous, Mind you, yeah. that's not like that's not new, right? People have yeah. worshipped and idolized people in the past, but it just seems rampant these days in terms of like you know, or at least it just seems more pronounced with the presence and accessibility of social media, internet, and you know, the World Wide Web. It becomes highly accessible, you yep. know. Even with, like, when you look at, like, say, like, MOBA gacha games where folks who spend, like, hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a certain character just because they look like their looks. <laughs> or they'll make, like... Oh, yeah. Or they'll make, like, exorbitant donations for waifus. a... 2D waifus on, like, VTubers. <laughs> right. Or even donating to, uh, you know, your YouTubers as well, right? It's like, oh, your donation. Hi, hi, YouTuber X, YouTuber Y. So... Yeah, like... It's, like, the amount of subscribers people get and donations on like twitch or whatever other what's the other popular platform people donate to um uh, i don't know but i want to say I, all I the youtubers advertise youtubers twitch yeah etc etc yeah. like, but it's like hundreds and, and hundreds of dollars i mean that's that's fine if you want to support like, of course yeah like if you want to support people and you want to support that's fine but it almost seems like some folks start to develop this obsession with these people or these waifus where everything around their life kind of revolves around these individuals you know and it's kind of interesting because you know you don't these folks who kind of spend their time their free time following these people don't necessarily have relationships with other people they might not have friends right yes so it kind of goes back to the whole idea of dying alone right like as much as you dedicate your life to these people or devote a lot of money, currency, a lot of resources to these people. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's no return value, right? They might give you a shout out on their channel or give you a shout out for the message, but there's really not much, not much return besides that. So, so that's interesting because, uh, practically speaking, there might not be a return, but there is to some degree an expectation of return. Mm. So, for example, what I mean by that is. When you're on your favorite streamer's stream, yeah, and they ignore you or they don't do something that you want them to do, all of a sudden people can get up in arms and about they're raging, they're super mad, they're like going crazy on the text uh, or on the chat, going like, "Yo, what the fuck, blah blah,", blah unsubscribe, whatever. Yeah, right. So they can flip on a dime on you, yeah, because they did something you don't like, as if they owe you something. I think that's a caveat though, right? So you have this parasocial relationship with someone because you expect them to be like this, your bestie and you just, they, yeah. you, owe, you owe them something. Yeah. But when you have multiple people, you build a community of people where you are almost obligated to be at their whim or get canceled, right? But is that right? Should we... So like I, I agree with what you're saying and I do see it, but is that is that something that we should continue and support? that you have to be at the whim of your community. When I think of community, although even if you're the streamer, you're like the main focus of everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the same time, you're you're still you. You still have ownership of your content. I don't think you should be hated on or, or whatever just because you don't necessarily agree with all your viewers. And again, it's, it's actually, if anything, it's usually the vocal minority, right? It's usually the very few 5 or 10% of people 
who are the most vocal and upset about, I don't know, a certain decision you made on stream or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they're up in arms about it. But when, when they talk, it's all over the media, right? All of a sudden you have a ton of dislikes or, or whatever it is. So is that something we, we want to just ignore? I can't control people, but I, I would like to think that's not the case, right? Because if you think about it, like yeah. from a, a third level, sure, just watching it from above and you're watching this happen unfold in front of you, like on TV, it doesn't make a ton of sense. <laughs> right. I think it's A, how easy it is to do what they're doing right now, right? Like just as we were talking about earlier in terms of hiding behind a screen, being a keyboard warrior... It's easy to say whatever you want because there's no regulation and there's no consequences, little to none, right? If for some reason there are consequences for your actions, you just close your accounts, whatever you commented on, and you walk away, right? It's just so easy to, whereas if you try doing that in real life, right, Mm. it's significantly harder, significantly, because you don't have the guts to do it. There's no safety net. You can't just turn off your screen and say, yeah, I won, and off I off I go, <laughs> right? I think that's what I think that's what it is, though, right? I don't know because I'm not from. I, I think I've never been in that position where I feel like I have to negatively comment against somebody to get what I want. Yeah, but I think it has to do with that, right? In terms of, it's, a, it's I think it's a power move where you you need to win at something in life because you have very little, right? You have because <laughs> you have no friends. <laughs> Because you're alone, <laughs> so you need to, you need to be able to win in a shouting match against a YouTuber. Yeah, it's it's just, I don't know. It's, it's these these relationships are just like very odd. And on that note, you know these this lo- this loneliness that people get that they resort to doing these things for attention, right? Right. Part of it is when they're doing these things, they're looking for attention to get interaction with people that they wouldn't get if they were just a regular viewership, right? Yeah. Who are silent, who are just consuming content. As a kind of the outlier, you get way more attention just because you are controversial or like you are going against the grain of things. Yeah. So putting a slight spin on this topic. Sure. Uh, it makes me think of the movie Her. Have you watched it? No. Give me a synopsis. With... Joaquin Phoenix, uh, who's an amazing actor, by the way. Amazing movie. The synopsis is that in the future, sure, they have these really, really advanced AI. Okay. And so the main character, he, uh, I'm trying to remember, I believe he had, uh, he was previously married. He's having some relationship issues with his wife. I think they're getting, they're, they filed for a divorce. So nowadays he's living alone. He, he's a bit of a lonely guy. He's not the most like uh, extroverted social person. And so there's in this future, you can get smart homes, which, right? So you can plug your AI in. Uh, but these AI are of like debatably human level of, of conversational skill, intelligence, and they have that kind of voice as well. And so he gets one for his home just because he's lonely. So he has someone to talk to. Okay. And, and he does. He, he powers her on because that's what she is. She's a robot, essentially. Um, and, and it's voiced by Scarlett Johansson. So it's very interesting. But, mm. uh, they start developing a relationship. Wow. And, and by that, I mean a romantic relationship. Huh. She flirts uh, back. Hmm? Does she flirt back? Like the, uh, Yeah. AI? Yeah, they do. Yeah, because these AIs are of that level of, of intelligence. And so they start having this, this, they start dating in all intents and purposes. And it, it's very interesting to watch. Very odd. A little bit disturbing at times. But it's about this lonely guy who develops a romantic relationship with his AI smart home. To a point where, where I think, yeah, they, they go through all the motions of a relationship. They get closer, they get intimate. I think there's one time they tried to get really intimate or try to find a way to get really intimate. Uh, don't want to spoil the whole movie for you if you ever do watch it. I do recommend watching it. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's interesting that we will, or it's depicting a state of society in the future where we are so barred off from making the effort to develop and work on human relationships because they do take effort and a ton of it and it's not always successful and instead opt for these type of parasocial relationships uh in the case of this movie it's an online bot and mind you these bots are programmed to be likable right right 
they're, they're not programmed to have lots of opinions that contradict you or don't want to listen to you. Although there are some conflict in, in their relationship in the movie. Right. So, so is that where we're headed? Are Maybe. we going to be so lonely? I mean, like, fuck real relationships. I mean, being married to like blow up dolls is already a thing for some, for some from folks. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if like, you know, having intimate relationships with robots is a thing in the future. Right. Yeah, folks will say, what about babies? We're already overpopulated. Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. It it, is true. You know, it's like, (laughs) we have one less child in the world? Okay, sure. You know? (laughs) We have too many people on the planet anyways. Might as well. If if this is the way to go, I'm not totally against it. (laughs) You know? I think early you asked, how do we deal with, like, trolls or people who are, like, trying to be, trying to seek this attention? I think part of it is just ignoring them, right? I think part of it is that they, because they seek this interaction, you just yeah. ignore them, don't feed into it, and if they're not getting what they want, they'll move elsewhere. Yeah, that's why I think. But that, <laughs> that, that's a tangent from away from it, what you're talking about. But that's like an interesting movie. Yeah. I would, I would watch that. Would you? Would you ever? Danny and and, and real talk, do you think maybe not date, but do you think you would actually want to try to be friends with an AI, or even just have some level of? relationship whether friendly or otherwise i wouldn't mind having a companion like that in terms of being an assistant to me right it's like yo joe can you turn on lights for me okay got it you know what i mean hey what do i have what do i have on my calendar today you have this this is so it's, like, it's more like a, i would prefer a personal assistant yeah than a friend but if this personal assistant can banter with me a little bit in the mornings yeah like i won't i don't think i would mind that you know what I mean? Okay, okay. I'd be kind of scary at one point if it gets a little bit creepy. Like, you know, try, <laughs> try to talk to me at 2 in the morning. But I would... So I think I wouldn't want, say, a friend from that. But I would not mind a companion who has, like, high intellectual AI that can, like, have at least conversation with me and get do things that I wanted to do to make my life easier. Interesting. How about you? I think I would just just for the novelty of it. Yeah. I think I, I don't know if I could take it as serious as a real relationship. Yeah. Because they're not a real person. Sure. But I think yeah, just to have a banter, uh, just to chat. I think it could be interesting. But then I guess that's kind of like the trap. So in the movie, the character in the beginning is very against this. It's like, oh no, I don't need a smart AI. I'm fine. I can, I know how to manage. I can my myself. I can cook. And I can set my own alarms. Yeah. But. As the movie progresses, he starts talking to her more. They develop relationship. Their relationship deepens. They have more intimate conversations. When he's alone, he needs someone to talk to. And there's he doesn't have a lot of friends, so he has no one to call. He talks to her, and they get closer. So w- would I fall for that trap? I don't know. Like, I honestly can't tell you unless it actually happened to honestly, me. Honestly, right? <clears throat> if you're alone, and you're lonely, you don't have friends, or you've burned all the bridges because, you know, you're just a very unlikable person... Yeah, I can see that happening, 100%. Because if you don't have any other choices, of course you would. It's the same reason why, like, cults are a thing, right? <laughs> That's true. That's right? true. It's for f- folks who don't have strong relationships with others that when you, you can find community in somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. I can totally see it happening, right? But I don't think we're quite there yet. And I'm sure there's always going to be a paywall that goes with us as well, right? So... yeah. Like, you have to buy that AI or whatever. Exactly. I'm sure it's not going to be cheap either, right? Yeah. But it's interesting that we talk about things like that because it creates an industry where being alone is very profitable, which is kind of ridiculous if you think about it, right? You're profiting off someone else's loneliness. We we can bring in, for example, you know, renting uh, relationships people, right? Escorts. Now, in in the kind of traditional way of thinking about escorts, you think, you know, someone who just exchanges currency for sexual favors but i think escorting has evolved you know in modern days in terms of it's not necessarily while escorting can lead to uh sexual interactions it doesn't hmm. necessarily have to be it can just be you know hanging hanging out with someone having a conversation with somebody in exchange for monetary value yeah so the industry is like it's kind of interesting and you know, there's like animes being made about it, right? Mm-hmm. Rent a girlfriend, rent a boyfriend. Yeah. 
um, host clubs, you know, all these things are huge, right? Made cafes, made cafes. Those are all parasocial relationships, right? Because you think you are friends with these people who are essentially paid to treat you well, paid to essentially be your friend. So it's a trap, right? Because then you you get this dopamine rush. Oh my goodness. She really likes me. We're developing this relationship. I need to come back more and spend more money on her. Or even if it's yeah. a maid cafe where she's literally saying, here's your cake, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Is that your best your best impersonation of a, of a maid cafe? No, is- it's not. But I, don't want, I didn't want to go there. <laughs> I was going to go further, but I chose not to. Okay. Guys, if you're listening, give us a like and write I don't. I don't even know if we have somewhere where you can write comments, but definitely do that. Just and send us an email down to chat podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, down to chat podcast at gmail dot com, and Dan will do it with enough people. Dan will do it. I'll I'll say Next a line. Episode. I'll say a line of your Wait. choice. <laughs> <laughs> as long wait. as as long as it's like remotely, <clears throat> like it can be a little bit inappropriate. Excuse me. As long as like not like hyper vulgar. But yeah. <laughs> Dan will do it. You heard it first. You heard it here, guys. Dan will Mark do it. Mark will collaborate on me with me on this. Dan will do it. <laughs> Dan will do it. Dan will do it. Anyway, so imagine, yeah. think about your most, think about your dream butler or maid quote, and I'll, uh, I'll do my best. <laughs> you better not be submitting one, Mark. <laughs> I'll honestly submit like 30. <laughs> I'm actually so excited. <laughs> so you know what? It, it doesn't. It's, we're not going to limit it. There's no time limit on this, guys. As soon as we reach, let's put a number. Let's say 50. As soon as we reach 50 messages, whether in any type of format, Dan will do it. Wow. Martin will collaborate. Dan will do it. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Throwing me under a bus, but you know what? I'm down. I'm here for it. Let's do <laughs> see, it. See, there you go. Dan's a champ. He's game. Martin's also gonna be a champ with me. Dan will do it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so going back to parasocial relationships with yeah. these people, right? Butler, host clubs, made Escorts. cafes. Yeah. You know, industries are built around people being lonely. It's it's that big of a thing where. It's sad. It's scary. Society is not fostering, like, person like interpersonal relationships. At least we're yeah. do- we're doing a really piss poor job of doing it. If we are, we're doing the opposite. Actually, we're, we're fostering loneliness. We're pushing people apart. You know, we're saying, "Nah, we're gonna be alone." And like, I'm sure this whole thing is exacerbated by the COVID. You know, what I mean, I'm sure we're yes, absolutely. We're gonna have a generation or not even a generation. The whole gen- like, I feel like a lot more people are gonna get more and more and more lonely, mm-hmm. and. You know, as time goes on, in like you know, in another decade or two, I wonder what, like, what, what, what interactions are going to look like between people, the younger people, mm. right? Ten years from now, I wonder what's going to look like. The younger people are, are people going to need to be talking to each other, or are they just going to you know, <laughs> take take a card that has a preset like uh, greeting and just slap on their phone and call it a day? Oh God, you know what? They, you know, they already have something kind of like that. Right? You can you can format uh, or you can write preset messages. Yeah. In response to people that you can like quick swipe to send to people. Yeah. Oh so p- people can already do that. You can already set preset messages on your phone so that you, you don't need to talk with them. You just swipe or hit a button. And then it just sends like, hey, how's it going? Or hey, I'm busy or whatever it is. I just picture like, I just picture like Yu-Gi-Oh cards in a hand. It's like, all right, I'm going to play this card. Why would they make it so epic? <laughs> Hello there! <laughs> Eggplant emoji! <laughs> <laughs> or like, you have personal assistance. Like, if AI gets good enough one day, it's like, alright, Bob, please hold a conversation with Martin for me. That's crazy. <laughs> go, That's go, go, set, go set this up with Martin for me. Tell him I want to play games with him on Saturday. I don't want to talk to him, but you set that up for me. That's terrible. That's terrifying. That's terrible. It's scary, but it could happen. 
Oh, I, I absolutely think it will happen. Right. I, I don't think we're that far away from it. Right. To it's be like, honest. As soon, like, I think personal AIs who will hold conversations for you because you can't do it yourself will be a thing. Yes. Because you're lazy and you can't be bothered. Again, human weakness, right? But we're too lazy. Is that kind of ourselves. I also want to point out that folks actually take pride in saying, Oh, it's too much work. Oh, it's I'm too lazy. As if it's like something they're like embracing because it's like a positive thing. But of course they'll never say that, obviously. But it just seems like it's not something they're ashamed of or it's not something they want to work on, rather. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Yeah, no, it does. It's, you know what I think it is? I think because it is such a widespread trend. Yeah. That's almost like, it's almost in to do it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, it's trendy it's to be lazy. Yes, exactly. Exactly, right? The community has a trend of, of being lazy and just relying on technology or relying on whatever uh, is easiest for you to do at a time. And then you guys can have a, like a laugh about it or something. But I definitely do think it's the trend. It's seen like rampant. Yeah. And people are owning up to it to be part of that, to be part of the in-group. Yeah. Which is terrifying. I mean, there's also the other lens of, well, I'm just being more effective, even though I'm being lazy. That's true. There's some truth to that too, right? There is some effectiveness of using AI because it does things, it does save you a lot of time. If I told Bob to go set set this thing up with you, I would save a lot more time than calling you. Right? Yeah. So there's some merit to it, right? Having AI and like having technology assist you on everyday tasks, there's a lot of merit to it. At the same time, you lose out on a lot as well as a consequence of things being made easy for you. Yes, I I agree. So you're being more efficient with your time, yes, yeah. but you're sacrificing your ability to form meaningful social relationships, which yeah. to me is not worth it, right? Yeah. I get where it's coming from and I get a lot of people are... are or on the like, go, go, go. It's all about how it can maximize the use of time in the day, which is fine. You, you're a go-getter. You want to get a shit ton of things done and, and be an overachiever. Awesome. Power to you for that. But I don't think that should, I don't think people should sacrifice their relationship building, especially with important people, like, you know, your close friends or family to achieve this. I think yeah. there's, there's a line that needs to be set and drawn before it goes too far and it's the thing is that it's not noticeable right Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen in a day but slowly you're eroding away at your your relationships that you have with your peers and your family and your friends until until you can't even be bothered to do it anymore right i think that's that's the the dark hole where we're headed and it's it's i don't think it's a good thing it's again i said it before it's scary and it's so contradictory too because you hear us talk about like oh my god so-and-so is, is so fake or she's two-faced. She's not real. But this is the type of behavior that you're also seeking at the same time. You're a hypocrite by avoiding these type of conversations with real people and right. instead relying on your parasocial relationships. Right. They are fake relationships, as we established. But all of a sudden, that's okay? Because you think they're real? You think they actually like you? No, they just want your money because you paid them to do it. But here's the thing with parasocial relationships. They're like almost 100% of the time positive, right? Because you pay pay into them and they want to keep you as a fan base. Yes. Yes. Right. Folks, the same folks who say that they're super fake, I feel like are also the same type of people who wouldn't want someone who's actually real with them. Because if someone gives it to you straight, it's like, look, this is like how it is. They would be the first one to say, whoa, she's, 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 she's all about drama. And it's like, that's not, that's not exactly it, you know? Like, it's like, you want people who aren't fake, but you also want 100% positive, positivity 100% of the time. And, like, it's a hard balance between the two, right? So if you want authentic relationships, it's you have to accept both that. Sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable when you're in a relationship or friends, relationships with people, you know, even as friends, right? You're not in a friendship, at least in my view and how I see a friendship, it's not always going to be a comfortable time, right? We're going to get into fights. Martin and I have gotten into fights. Like this is yeah. not, this is not like something that is avoidable. If you want a true friendship that that you have to foster over yeah. time, right? And when I say Martin, fights with Martin, it's not like full blown. I hate you. It was just like we get into arguments. It happens. Yeah. Right. Everyone does, but that's how you build a relationship. The more it's like it's like you know, 
Um, it's like trying to build muscle. You try to tear into it a little bit in order to build it up over time. Yeah. Right. If you don't, you don't work on it. Like, it's not gonna grow. It's not gonna, you know, stretch. It's not gonna get uh, stronger. Yeah. Like newsflash, people. Human beings aren't perfect. We aren't, and we're gonna. So it's okay, you know, to have a bit of conflict from time to time here and there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to fight. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. But. Like it's also okay, like it's okay to keep your distance as well. I'm not, we're not saying you have to be lovey dovey all the time. If you need time yeah. for somebody, by all means, take it. But if you're, you know, if it turns out to be a negative impact in your life, let's say you're dissing yourself from everyone in your group. Let's say you're doing things that are hurting yourself. Then mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the only person who's hurting is you, right? You're not you're not building a relationship by saying I'm just not gonna, I'm just gonna avoid that person. And part of it is you're gonna to have to go through this uncomf- like uncomfortability, right? If that's even a word, this uncomfortable feeling, <laughs> right? To, to get over it and work yeah. together on it because it takes two to, to tango, yeah. Right, and avoiding issue is not really gonna make things better. If anything, you're gonna make it worse over time. Yeah, I think that's that's exactly it. Like I think people are are developing a. A habit of avoidance, right? As yeah. soon as things get tough, oh, you know what? I'm just gonna drop it. Yeah, totally. Instead of taking the time to to work on it, right? But the thing about building relationships is that the other party has to give a fuck about you, right? They have to care about you, definitely. And that's the thing, right? Sometimes, or rather, most of the time in life, most people don't really give a rat's ass about you. Frankly, mm-hmm. you might think. Everyone's always thinking about you all the time. You're always self-doubting yourself because you think, you know, they're judging you. They might be, but I can almost say that most of the time, for me anyways, I'm thinking about myself. I might think about Martin once a week when we're going through this podcast. That's about it. I don't think about Martin any time of the week. Probably a lot more. He's lying. I, wow. I know Dan well enough that I can tell when he's lying. He probably thinks about me a lot. Wow. Don't, don't flatter yourself. <laughs> I don't need to. I know it's true. It's not true, folks. Don't listen to this. Like, <laughs> it's not true at all. But like, how do you deal with that in terms of yeah. like, people? Where like, how do you deal with the fact that most people in your life really don't give a rat's ass about you, or rather, how do you come to terms to that fact if you just if you think that everyone is always talking about you, you're always thinking that or judging you from the sidelines? That's really interesting. I think it can be really tough to deal with. I, but I think people just need to to open up to the idea. I think I've met people on either extremes, either ends of that. Yeah. Where some people think that they're the center of the universe. Yeah. Uh, and then some people are so avoidant of that. They'd rather be that speck of dust in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, than, than take part in it. So I've seen, I've seen both extremes. Both extremes are not good, I think. Uh, most extremes and things in, in this world are not good. Right. But how do you deal with that? I, I think that's that's an interesting question. I think as with everything, it's a balance. But do I have like a clear-cut answer? I don't know. The first step is communication. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. It's, it, it, it's, it's uncomfortable. But communication yeah. is the number one way of knowing whether they're actually giving a fuck about you or not. Yeah. Right? Truly. It's like, you know, Martin, what, what do you think of this ha- thing happening yesterday when, you know, you and I were in Discord call? I don't know. Like, ooh, you know, I was doing yeah. something else at a the time. Then you know for a fact that Martin did not give a, give a rat's ass about what was happening. Right? Yes. I think uh, I really like that because, like, w- we've been talking a lot about communication. But honestly, like, I agree 100%. We can't read minds. The only way any two people can come to an agreement or an understanding of anything is through communication. Right. right? Communication, the act itself, if you think about it, is just expressing yourself, your thoughts, your opinions, your ideas to another person and trying to understand theirs. Yeah. Right. That that is the whole point of communication. That is the whole reason for it. And honestly, that's it's really difficult. But that is the only way, and I repeat, the only the one and only way we can understand each other as human beings. Yeah. And while you might be communicating, it doesn't mean you're listening. Right. Yes. So it's important to not only communicate, 
but also also be open to actively listen mm. to the other person. What that means is really paying attention to the words they're saying, take it in, and be an active listener. And also be open to different ideas opposing your own. Because at the end of the day, we are all very different from each other. We're going to think about things differently. We're going to perceive things differently. Our beliefs are going to be different. Right? Martin and I are chill, but we have major differences as well. Mm-hmm. Right? But part of that is that we're open to different ideas. That's why we're doing this podcast. We we welcome different opinions. Right? For Absolutely. Our, for our guests who all have different opinions, some of them have self-doubt of themselves because they think they're too abrasive or they're too critical. That's okay. We welcome that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's what we want to do. We want to open a line of communication. We want to welcome new viewpoints. We want to be challenged so that we can share ideas and grow together. That's the whole thing. Exactly. Like newsflash. Actually, I don't know if a lot of people know this. You learn more from people who are different than you than people who are the same as you. 100%. 100%. there's more discussion. Well, hopefully there's more discussion back and forth and understanding of different viewpoints, things that you might not have considered because at the end of the day, we are only one person in our own mind, right? We can, there's only so much that we can see. Mm-hmm. So if you have someone coming from a completely different angle, yeah, there might be disagreements, but that's also okay. We're right. allowed to disagree with each other and that's fine. Like we're grown ass people. I mean, okay. Not even grown ass people, even kids. If what if little Timmy's favorite color is blue, and little Sally's favorite color is pink, that's okay. You're allowed to be different, right? Totally. And you know, the cl- there's a cliche there for a reason, right? You learn more from making mistakes than you do from getting it right every time. Exactly. So, takeaway takeaway of the day, folks. <laughs> but anyways, I think that's gonna be the end of this week's podcast. Thank you all for tuning in once again from wherever you are. We are getting a few listeners from around the world. We have one from okay. Washington, New Zealand. I'm uh, going to jump in right now. Yeah. And I'm going to say, hey, guys, you, you, Mr. or Mrs. or Miss or whoever you are in Washington and New Zealand. Tell me I'm wrong because me and Dan, we had a discussion over this. <laughs> And I think I'm just gonna call you guys out. I think you're a bot. <laughs> okay, yeah, you, if you, you are a real person, if you are outside yeah. of Ontario, Canada, yeah, please, you're a real person. Even if you're in another province, reach, Alberta, reach out, Saskatchewan, definitely reach out. Vancouver. Tell me I'm wrong, and be like, "Hey, Martin, you fucking asshole! <laughs> I'm a real person." Send and you us- know what? Also, also tell us how you found this podcast. And also, I would love to be wrong. And also, leave, me I'm wrong. also leave a quote for apparently to, for Dan to uh, voice line. Yes, also leave a quote for Dan to be a maid, a maid cafe person. What, what or, do you call or butler? You call or butler? Or or butler? Whatever your preference is. I can be as slutty as you want me to be, or scandalous. Uh, whoa! Are, are we that kind of? Uh, are we that kind of <laughs> podcast now? Are we? Are Don't we do that. No, 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 no. Well, well, I can be as uh, I can be as sexy as you want me to be. So, as, or as as much as I can be. If you guys are curious, you can find Dan's uh, OnlyFans channel on OnlyFans.com slash Dan the Man. Martin the Tin Man. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Anyway, yeah, so if you are... Reach out. On all seriousness, if you are someone listening from outside of Ontario, Canada, whether it's Alberta, BC, New Zealand, Australia, UK, we have some listeners from UK... Like, can you assure us that you're actually a real person? Because I think you're a real person. Martin thinks you're a robot. <laughs> I would, yeah, please. I would love to be wrong on this. So, but yes. <laughs> if you're one of those people, we see you. We see you from our analytics. Please yeah. send us an email at podcast.downtochat at gmail.com. Wow, we didn't get down to chat podcast. Damn. We didn't get it. Unfortunately, someone jacked it from us on, on <sighs> Google. But I'm going to repeat it podcast dot down to chat at gmail.com podcast so again that's podcast dot down to chat at gmail.com send us an email tell us you're real because we need to prove martin that you're actually a real person and i believe in you yes prove tell me i'm wrong 
just tell- just just say hi you're a real person from from, yeah. from blank and tell us how you found us exactly that's um, all we need i would love to know and i would love to be wrong on this wow but sadly i think i'm right so anyways from wherever you're listening from around the world or 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 you know in canada land canada uh, land Canadian. we hope you enjoyed the podcast and we hope to see you in two weeks time until next time folks have yourselves a wonderful two weeks and tune in soon yes be safe we'll see you soon bye see guys you.